With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Cricket Daily Podcast, day two from Rajkot. I'm Yaz Rana and with me today is Ben Gardner. A day of two halves, but my word, didn't the second belong to England? The first half of the day almost felt like a repeat of what we saw on day one. England took two wickets in the first 20 minutes and then were left frustrated by a nuggety and resilient stand from Ashwin and the debutant Drew Jurel. 3-2-6 for five became 3-3-1 for seven, which became 4-4-5 all out. There are a couple of missed opportunities again for England. Pope dropped a dolly off the luckless Tom Hartley. Stokes spilt a sharp chance of wood and India didn't quite make England pay like they did on day one, but they still got up to a more than decent score. Then it was all about Ben Duckett. The England opener blasted his third Test 100 and by far his most important. He was totally imperious, sweeping his way to an 88-ball century to leave England in a strong position to launch another assault on the India first innings total on day three. England finished the day 207 for two after just 35 overs in their second innings, scoring about 180 runs in that final session. Ben Duckett will resume not out tomorrow on 133. Bennett's fascinatingly poised. Um, Paul asks, Michael Vaughan just described this as one of the great Test 100s, two games after Ollie Pope's. So my question is, are we in the era of great Test 100s and what defines great? Uh, we, we are to an, to an extent, but one of the things that this England team do is they, they almost make everything everyone else does, even in their own team, seem just not, not quite as good. Because if, <laughs> if this was sort of a standalone innings uh, that, you know, it, it comes kind of a bolt from the blue, we'd be talking about it as being totally ridiculous. Like a guy who, you know, before today had uh, not made a 50 in India in in seven goes. Uh, Ashwin kind of been all over and I guess we'll come to the Ashwin subplot. Um, and, you know, the, that that was where his test tour began was in the, sub, the subcontinent and he'd been completely worked over to come back and have this kind of redemption type innings and to do it in that fashion should be totally 
absolutely mental. And yet, you're not that surprised watching mm. it. It's kind of and he's, he's he's been building up to this this series. Like uh, he's he's uh he's he's had some starts. He's looked good. He's probably formed a really good partnership. He's looked a world away from the player he was last time. It was 18 runs in three innings last time. He's passed 18 in every innings this time. So mm. he's he's a lot better this time than last time. Um, and this this obviously was extraordinary, but it, it like it's like yeah sure so, someone kind of always seems to do something like this. They just come out and just and just play really well in conditions that England mm. batters traditionally always struggle on. So to an extent, yeah, this this is this is a great Test hundred, and it, just because Pope played one that was also, I mean, at this point it was a, a little bit better uh, a couple of games ago, um, doesn't diminish this one, which is also a great Test hundred. Mm. And to an extent, we're in the innings of of, of great Test hundreds. Crawley played one at. Old Trafford in the Ashes, you know, a, f- a few tests ago. Stokes got one at Lords, two two tests before that, um, and yet also everything they're all doing, they're all best has got a couple of years before. Exactly, they're they're, they're they're lifting each other up uh, to an extent that you kind of have to be like, you have to remind yourself that what you're watching is is properly astonishing because mm. it's not it's not normal that players can do this. This is this is this is new and, yeah. it, and it is freakish, even though they're making it seem routine in a way. A hundred percent. And and you can see how much even someone like Sunil Gavaska is absolutely loving watching England do it. And it's not just about philosophy. There's an incredible amount of skill that goes into it. So for example, the Indian players, even having seen England have so much success with the sweet shot in the first test match, it's a shot they very rarely play. And Duckett, this test match, uh, this this innings was 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 fascinating to watch because we've said a couple of times this series already. He'll be fuming that he's got out playing defensive shots. He, mm. He's someone who's very aware of what his strengths and his weaknesses are. He knows his strength is attacking, spin bowling, hitting the ball square of the wicket. And I thought his ability today to target different areas of the field, um, not necessarily depending on where the ball was but actually just where the fielders were was amazing time and time again against cool deep for example he'd make subtle adjustments to just basically toy with Rohit. and if there was ever a spell where a spinner bowled a couple of good balls in a row two three four good balls in a row he would he would launch a premeditated sweep or reverse sweep or a switch it um and it's kind of amazing that someone brought up playing their cricket in england has this many sweep shots yeah, I mean, I guess you know it, it is a particular strength of his game, and it, and it makes sense with his with his stature as well. But you're absolutely right to highlight the um, the attacking decisions that this England team make, and it is a lot based on the field. It's knowing based on you can work out what the opposition is trying to do to you based on what the field is, but you also know if they get it a bit wrong where your options are going to be, or even if they get it right, where you can knock it with a, a degree of safety. Or if you get a top edge and it goes a bit loopy or full safe or or whatever, and then you can also then go the other way like you, you it's this is a traditional way of doing it in, in india you know the, the fielders are in so you come down the track hit one over the top take that risk the field spreads except england are kind of doing that before the field even gets a chance to set in and before they can even think about bring the fielders back in i think the probably the most astonishing shot today i think in a crowded field was the it was like a reverse it was quite a switch i'm not sure if we switched the hands or just the feet but a slog sweep off uh, off jadeja mm. who went for six and a ball before he'd had his glove ripped off and if, if there'd been a a forward short leg in there, he'd have been out. And so And this is the thing as well, right? By playing that shot, it means there are fewer people exactly. in and around the bat. And and I know people were saying, oh, why why can't you do what Stokes sometimes does and have like two or three catches but also have men in the deep? Well what happens is is periods that you had in the middle of that third session where he then just very casually and very calmly just knocks it around for singles and he's going at run a ball without taking a risk. That's what happens mm. if you leave that many gaps in the field. Yeah and there's a bit of grumbling sometimes so there are some people who who look purely at a certain type of stat and think that England have been lucky because their uh their 
false shots per dismissal, I think, has um, has gone up under Stokes mm. and McCullum. But that that is also a virtue of of the way that they play because uh, if you're attacking in such a way that the other team needs to worry about wicket preservation, they're going to have, uh, sorry about run preservation, they're going to have fewer fielders in the positions that can get you out when you do happen to play a false shot. And that's mm. that's what we saw today. Um, we know that he hates leaving the ball. <laughs> and I know that I think he was quite lucky to get through the first 10 or so delivery today. Um, we wafted it quite a lot mm-hmm. unsuccessfully. And, and it, you know, it was a minor miracle he got through those first 10 balls. But generally speaking, despite him having a very unorthodox method against fast bowling. And it wasn't necessarily uh, a major characteristic in his inning today, although there was a stat that showed that him and Crawley versus Bumrah average mm. in excess of 75 this series and the rest of the England lineup averaged less than 10 each against against Bumrah. Um, Duckett is actually very good at what openers are supposed to do, even though he doesn't do it in the same way. And that he actually gets through that new ball period time and time again you know he he's now had 27 innings back in the side as an opening batter this is the ninth time he's, he's reached 50 and there are quite a few scores between 30 and 50 in there um between the two of us we've interviewed Duckett quite a few times so I thought it was worth just reflecting on his career um more more generally in different ways the, the basketball era has had a transformative effect on each of the guys in the top three of the order crawley you know mccullum even said himself two years ago that this is a guy who's never going to be consistent and he's actually mm. been very consistent over the last year ollie pope is someone who in and out of the side for a long time didn't look that sure of himself and now he's the vice captain and his teammates are always effusive in their praise for him but arguably the most transformative is is duckett this guy at the start of the McCullum era wasn't anywhere close to the England side, really. He had decent numbers in, in in county cricket, but they weren't amazing. He wasn't really being talked about as a potential England opener, maybe in the middle order. Well, he wasn't um, even opening, right? He was at number yeah, three. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... it's obviously touched on the, the when he first came into the side, but there, there have been quite a lot of players who kind of... Uh, you, you can look back and think, like, what if they had uh, come into the, the side under this regime? And the success of Duckett only makes that feel more the case. You know, like you think about, I don't know, someone like a, a, a James Vince or any of the, you know, millions of openers that England yeah, tried to James, James that Vince is, is the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and, and, and the fact that Duckett can, you know, and, and we need to pay some credit to him as well, but that he can, you know, look like he did in his first stint in the side and then go away and not exactly tear up trees, although he was up there with the most productive county bats in the country. It wasn't as if he was reeling off you know, 1500 run mm. seasons at 65. It was, he was the guy who was averaging the closest to 50 out of everyone, even though, so you wouldn't mm. have, it wasn't as if he was like absolutely hammering the door down and his case was un- unarguable. And there have been cases of players as well who have had that first in they go away and are good, but it feels tried and tested. But England looked at him and thought, no, actually this guy's going to understand the way we want to play. Um, we think he's got the the technique. And also there's that partnership with, Crawley, the, the left hand, right hand, the short, tall thing that is just a nightmare to, mm. to bowl to. But, but from his own point of view as well, I mean, it's um, like this environment empowers him, but you have to have the things within you to, to be drawn out. Mm. And it totally suits his own natural game of, you know, of not wanting to leave a ball at all, of just hitting everything, even if you're just kind of dabbing it to, to, to point for, for no run or whatever. Mm. Um, and, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been quite a journey and he is, I mean, he's, so he's out averaging Crawley even when they're both opening together, isn't he? Even though Crawley is the one that we sort of focus on a little bit more and say like, look at how he's transformed. Duckett is 
Like it's it's Saywag numbers, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I, I was literally going to say he he's basically a left-handed Saywag in terms of output. <laughs> so he's he averages um, fifty-three, I think, since returning to the side at a strike rate of over ninety. Mm. Uh, three hundreds in there, as I said, six other fifty-plus scores. And going back into you know, I think with Duckett, he he's the one who I think the other players like Crawley and Pope, um, they're players whose games suited this sort of approach. I think, and, and and the sort of empowerment that um, England give players to play their natural games. I think Duckett's view of how cricket can be played is probably the one who's most in line. Mm-hmm. So um, I interviewed, sort of coincidentally, interviewed Duckett at the start of 2022. So I think this was February 2022. At this point, he just spent a winter playing a bit of cricket in the BBL, bit of cricket in the PSL. And I think he pulled out of a competition or maybe half of a competition, may- maybe the back end of the PSL. At this point, he's not played for England in, in years. And I also interviewed him um, around about this time last year, just after the tour of Pakistan, where he made his return to the side, successful return to the side. So the first quote I'm going to read out is from uh, February 2022, and wor- yeah, worth saying again, this is five years after he last played for England and before Stokes and McCullum had taken over. He said, one thing I've always said over the last few years is I don't want to put too much pressure on myself and Red Bull cricket. If I'm enjoying the game and not getting too frustrated when I get out and staying fairly level-headed, that's when I'm at my best in Red Bull cricket, which is obviously, you know, England talk about that a lot. You put away whatever's happened in your previous innings. You put away the previous ball. If the ball misbehaves, you, you sort of ignore it. And then in 2023, this is what he said. So he was on the outside of the England team throughout the 2022 summer. As we said earlier, he was batting three for knots fairly successfully. He's not opening the batting. Knots are in Div 2 and they're playing on a pretty spicy wicket at Trent Bridge. And he said, certainly last summer, I went back to even more like how I used to play. And that was purely because I was watching the Test Boys. I didn't change the way I was playing because I wanted to get a call up. I think there was a period of a few years in Red Bull cricket where I was playing how... You should play the game at the top of the order. You need to leave the ball well and bat for long periods of time. Actually, I realised in my head and watching those guys that you don't have to play like that. Whenever I've scored runs, it's not by doing that. It's by being aggressive. And I think maybe test cricket was portrayed in a way where you were told how you had to play it. I think that's why it's so interesting. I can think of numerous times in my career where I faced a 74 mile per hour bowler or a green seamer and I've just scratched around and got 20 or 50. If that was next year, I'm stog sweeping him uh, to the leg side, the short leg side boundary or whatever it may be. I think if you go out with that mindset, there's no ceiling. Um, I think England have showed how far you can take the game in white ball cricket. And just because the balls are a different colour, it doesn't mean you can't do that in red ball cricket. I think there are certain times where you're going to have to respect the game, respect the conditions, respect good bowling. But it's actually amazing what you can do when you put your mind to go out and be positive. I just, yeah, I just think the way he thinks about batting is just so in line with with what, and, and maybe even more aligned with what England are trying to do than anyone else. Yeah, and and it's great for him to have this performance as, as his alone as well. Mm. Like he's obviously got two test hundreds before, but that first one, everyone got a hundred that day. It was an amazing innings, right? It was, it was you know, an amazing innings. First, first was, morning back in the side after six years. Yeah, <laughs> he goes and do, does that, and yet yeah, England's like what third or fourth fastest yeah. hundred of the innings. Yeah. Uh, and then his second hundred is, you know, it's against Ireland and, and Pope goes on to make a double. So again, that's not, that's not a day that's about Duckett, but this, I mean, the scorecard looks totally ridiculous mm. at this point with him, what, 135 out, is it? And yeah. Uh, and England only just passed 200 and, you know, we'll, we'll, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. You know, maybe someone else comes in and, and does get another significant score, but today is, is Ben Duckett's in a way that 
there hasn't been a day of of test cricket before mm. uh, as much as he's been you know an excellent part of the England team since he uh, rejoined it and you know he's got you know time on his side as well to mm. put up a properly formidable record as a, as a test opener over quite a long period of time. Mm. Um, that's it for part one. In part two, we'll talk about Ravi Ashwin, Drew Jarrell, and about how we see tomorrow going. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ben Ashburn became the ninth man to 500 test wickets, the second fastest to do it in terms of number of matches played. A, a very special moment for a guy who's probably the leading spinner of his generation. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, not almost not much more to to say about him than that. I mean, he's sort of, I guess, it's getting to the point in his career, and also when you get to that sort of milestone when you start to evaluate. Uh, greatness and, and where yeah. players lie and and there are lots of things that are very easy to say like he, he is without a doubt I think India's greatest match winner in terms of uh who has been the, the most crucial figure in, in actually winning them the most games of cricket you'd say it's it's him you, you'd probably look at player of the match awards I imagine he'd be up there player of the series awards as well um just because he has turned them at home from a side who were who were always you know good, good at home and a challenge to go to to like properly unbeatable for um for for, for 12 years you know that's what, what England are trying to do here. But, you know, before this series is what, three defeats in 12 years, which is mm. ridiculous. And it's him and Jadeja that have been the biggest part of that. I mean, Jadeja makes his debut in the last game of the last series that they lose. And since then, they they haven't lost one. Um, obviously, there's, you know, if you want to get into it, there's the away from home question. And I suppose, in a way, this is just more from a fan's point of view than from a, anyone uh, he's, making, he's not had enough error. chances, exactly. really, right? And, and you know, especially in the last five years, he's actually done pretty well when he's played away from home. It's just they they have generally opted not to include him. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, obviously uh, a, a great career, um, and and someone yeah, he's been utterly crucial to their success. And a lot of people at times in, in the in the UK, I think some people have lazily said, "Oh, but the pitch has been well." Even when they do, he gets more out of them than than opposition spinners mm-hmm. do. Um, and, there and, was and, also, he gets, there... and he gets really good players out the way, the way for example he he, he he sort of dominates Stokes for example it's one of the reasons why Stokes has been relatively quiet against India in, in recent times is, is because of Ashwin mm. and there was also a long stretch of time at home when the pitches were not at all ragging all the time you'd, you'd get the, the very very occasional game that India lost and they might then respond by rolling out some pitches that turned more to kind of ensure they didn't lose the series but actually and this was when India had their sort of greatest era as a test side overall when you had you know Kohli and and Pajara and Rahane and and Rohit all just making hundreds and their paces were also lethal at home but you'd have like 
flat tracks where Indy would go and rack up 550 and then Ashwin would still be unplayable mm. and, and rolling sides out for 250 because he was he was just that good and 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 he's like I guess it's also it's a it's a testament to his ability to uh, adapt and learn and sort of improve as well and you see that in in white ball cricket as well where he sort of fought his way back into contention in, in in various formats at times and the fact that it's it's, it's not quite the Shane Warne sort of a I guess the difference with Shane Warne is you felt like there was a bit of gamesmanship whenever he'd, um, well, there definitely wasn't gamesmanship when he would unveil a new delivery mm. at the start of each series. With Ashwin, the feeling is just that he's a proper bowling nerd, basically, <laughs> that he is just like sitting there, like, mm. what was it between tests this series where he was uh, watching, it wasn't even the Tamil Nadu Premier League. I think it was something even a bit more niche than mm. that. And just seeing some guy with a funny run up and highlighting that. And it's the fact that this, this guy's totally obsessed. If he's not playing cricket, he's watching it. Uh, and you know watching whatever cricket he can find yeah. anywhere and if he's not doing that he's you know recording some sort of video where he's talking to someone about cricket and if he's not doing that he's probably you know thinking about it and thinking like how can I change my the, the position my fingers are on the ball or what's a new variation I can I can bowl and and, and and all that kind of thing like he's that is a key part of it as well is that he is like he's he's like almost like a professor of spin bowling yeah, in some ways. He's, he's the most mysterious off spinner in the post Dusra era I think, yeah. um, and and very few offspinners have been able to maintain a degree of mystery and have that many variations since the Dusha sort of was phased out. I guess about ten years ago. Um, on Ashwin, we've got to talk about how weird it was that he didn't bowl early. Um, Duckett was on fifty-five before he was brought into bowl. England were on seventy-seven for naught, and you look at it. You made the fair point that England also go very quickly, yeah. so there weren't that many overs, right? Sure, but Duckett has, has has really struggled against Ashwin. I know in 2016, but also this series, he's been out defending to Ashwin at least twice in the first two test matches, maybe even three times. So I, I thought it was very, very strange to not bring on Ashwin um, until that point. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I guess if we, if we should do the quick mitigation, I suppose, for Rohit Sharma, England seamers had had success with the new ball. So maybe there's justification there for going with... Uh, with Siraj and, and Bumrah. You know, Siraj is, is fresh having missed the last game. Bumrah is Bumrah. And if, you, if you're picking Siraj, not giving the new ball, kind of what, what, what are you doing? So maybe you can just about understand that. And if they have a wood-like effect on the first day, in the first mm. morning, then it, then it pays off. But then I guess it's the decision. And to there were in. loads of plays and misses as well, right? Like yeah, they, they yeah. very, very nearly got an early breakthrough. Yeah. And then is there an argument that Crawley was the one who was looking a bit more suspect? So you bring on cool deep to him possibly, but even then I'm not sure that that quite holds up. It just was weird. And even though it was only, it was only the 12th over he comes onto bowl, yeah. not in a normal testing, that's quite well, early to bring yeah. spinner, but it's, it's... I think that speaks to like how I think teams probably need to adapt and India need to adapt a little bit more when England go on, on these roles. So it, it didn't really happen in the second test match as much. But we were saying earlier how quickly the game and sessions change um, when England go go on these sort of, they almost press a turbocharge button. So there mm -hmm. are periods where they basically score thirty runs in in a fifteen minute section. You know, there was a point where Duckett was looking at he's maybe got a twenty, and you're like, he's looking okay here. Then he hits cool deep for two fours uh, in the leg side. Next over, Siraj comes on, drills him down the ground for four, cuts him for four. Next over, cool deep is another four, and then suddenly, right, Duckett's just scored twenty runs off eight balls here, mm -hmm. and it just feels very very different and. You know, you look at it on paper and you go, oh, you're, just, you're giving a guy a fourth over in a spell to get him into it. But equally, in terms of how the game is progressing, you probably need to try more things. You almost need to forget how many overs are going 
and reacting to, to how quickly the scoreboard's moving to sort of test different things out. Um, and and oh, I think you're about to say it, but then this is this is part of the effect of what of what England do. And then actually, if, if you evaluate the day as a whole and you evaluate the match position, I guess it, in last night when you were talking to Phil, you'd probably said that India ahead, but not not at all out of sight, and England done all right to keep them in touch. And then today, I would still say India have their their noses in in front. I mean, two hundred for two going up to 450 but England need to almost do kind of as well as they did today to put get get properly ahead in the game mm. and they batted extraordinarily well today so if you're saying that you need another extraordinary performance to do that that is you know that that means you, that can't that, that can't mean you're ahead in the game but it's just because of the the feeling of of how they do it and as you said what Cook said uh was that you know England that in that last session there was what 170 runs for two wickets at six and over and if they do that again tomorrow morning then all of a sudden they're you know, within 70 runs, four wickets down, and then you really are. So it's, it's the fact that it just changes. It, it feels like it changes more quickly than it does change, but it mm. still does change quickly very quickly enough yeah. that you do need to, you, need, you obviously need to panic a bit, but not too much. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it is just a really, really tough thing to do as a captain. Uh, I, I do think though that Rohit probably allowed today, for example, Pope to bat in the slipstream mm-hmm. of Duckett a little bit too easily i know pope played two absolutely extraordinary shots one sort of came down the ground to coolie and yeah. whipped him over mid wicket for six that was one and then what was the other one the reverse uh, the, 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 oh, the oh so yeah the, yeah the 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 um scoop sweep um i think it, i think it was off jadeja um two amazing shots but i didn't really think that pope had found like you know the sort of rhythm he he got into at hyderabad for example and then you sort of look up and and suddenly these two have put on 90 mm. And it felt that those two shots aside, Pope wasn't really, um, hadn't really properly found his stride yet. But the field was almost the the field that Duckett should have for Pope as well. And there were too many easy singles. You know, you, you should, I think in that situation, probably doing absolutely everything to make sure you're bowling as many balls as possible to Pope and make life, even if Duckett's finding life quite easy, make life for the other guy as hard as possible. Um, yeah, and I haven't actually looked at Pope's record against off spinners and left arm spinners but it felt like the the off ashwin came on belatedly as the off spinner and also also worth saying on that point he had duck it in like a little bit of trouble mm. straight away but duck it you know had his eyes was able to get through it who knows what happens if that's a bit sooner and then gets crawling his next over but you've got the off spinner on to the left hander because you're thinking um i've got a chance against him here and, and this is the guy we really, really really need to get out and the other way to look at it is to like okay Duckett's just going here, so let's just mitigate the damage we take off him and really target the guy at the other end, which would be bringing on the the the, the left arm spinner Jadeja, who still took a while to come into the attack after mm. after Pope came in, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, just on, just on Duckett in terms of how um, good he was against everyone today. So against Jadeja, sixteen off eleven. Okay. Against Ashwin, twenty eight off twenty seven. Kuldeep, twenty nine off sixteen. Bumrah, twenty one off twenty two, and Siraj. 39 or 42. Oh, so basically so run a ball against base, everyone. He's doing all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Ashwin had an important day with the bat as well. Those runs um, he put on with Drew Jarrell in the first session and a bit in the second session as well could still be really important come the end of the game because it looked, you know, England get those two early wickets and you think, could England restrict them to 350 all out? And in the end, they basically put on another 100 runs from there um what were your first impressions of, of Jurel as a test cricketer yeah look look look, looks tidy um I guess just a it's I guess one of the things is is that you have had a few of these Indian players who've come in and looked comfortable early and have then drooped off a little bit 
and that will be the challenge for for Jarrell. And I guess we haven't had to see much of his keeping yet because England haven't really let much get through <laughs> to the keepers so far. Uh, but that 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 will almost be the the bigger test in a way. I mean, you have to. He's, he he came in with the reputation of being a better batter than KS Barrett, and I think that Barrett had. I thought he had a pretty good first two tests behind the stumps, but maybe it wasn't like the standout dismissal that would uh, mm. emphasize your value. But then if there's a couple of costly drops, then I think that's almost more where he'll be judged in some ways because of... I mean, folks took a brilliant yeah, catch yeah. today um, off Jarrell, actually. Jarrell, mm. Jarrell's on, on 40-odd. Um, really sick deflection and Kartik was in commentary for it and really explained well that um, folks' starting position where he's got his left glove in mm. sort of in line with the bat sort of give him um as as wide an area as possible to take an outside edge um that and also how soft his hands are basically make it possible for him to take a catch like that um but yeah i, I, I thought it was quite a harsh decision and, and sort of the, the sort of decision i don't think not saying it's better but i don't think it's the sort of decision england would make drop dropping someone like barrett after having kept like that and actually batted all right in the first test but you know Jarrell looked good today and, and made and made crucial runs um ross asks the important question uh was the opening partnership 84 or 89 uh yeah it was it was 84 uh we 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 checked this and the five runs don't count as part of the partnership they get added mm. on um before the start of the innings uh yeah f- funny little passage this which began actually the previous the previous night when jadeja had uh run down the wicket they both times i think i don't know if this was part of the confusion or not but both times I think they got sent back so mm. jadeja comes down and then goes back and then the umpires warn him for running on the protected area ashwin does the same but even if you don't get the single you're still not allowed to go there mm. and it's in the rules that if you do that and it's avoidable it's it's five penalty runs and, and quite controversially i guess alistair cook on tnt sports today said that he thinks that what ashwin and jadeja did was deliberate and he was saying that from the perspective of someone who said that his essex side that he's just retired from he's really throwing them under the bus today yeah. he says that they do that a little bit yeah, he, yeah. They, 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 something they, and Stephen said the same he said that is something you talk about as a team of like trying to trying to get away with it as much as possible uh, i don't know I, th- I think maybe teams try and do it on the edges but one step down is that going to do make that much of a difference you know yeah i don't know i guess I guess maybe you're trying because so what Finn also said is that he would try and be like right on the edge because he knew when he bowled mm. he uh, he wouldn't land in the protected area and then when he walked back he would walk back right through his footmarks <laughs> so you're getting another step mm. on those footmarks but again you're not in the protected area so if you're trying to run just to the left of that protected area but still on what might be quite a useful uh, bit bit of ground to have mm. a bit rougher and you get that a bit wrong perhaps and also you're not quite thinking about it as much because it are that because they were sent back both times so they were also thinking about where's the ball is this run on what's mm. my partner saying oh wait i'm actually in the middle when i want to be just off to the left if you if if you if your first thought is get way off the pitch and then go for a single mm. you don't get there uh or you, you don't get into that area and if you're not that worried or maybe even wanting a little bit to to not get right off the pitch, then you're more likely to go into the area. So I think there's avoidable is fair. Who who knows how 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 deliberately they meant it or not? And and, and Cook, Cook delivered it nicely in a way where he could say something that uh, in so, someone else saying it could seem quite inflammatory, but because he was all saying like this is kind of just he, what he, happens and he, just he, explaining an aspect that was of the it. game that people won't be that aware of watching. Yeah. I think I yeah, he he wasn't accusing India of 
doing something underhand that teams don't do. Mm-hmm. He was just saying that this is just something that he thinks everyone, or at least his side in the county yeah. championship do. Um, how do you see this game poised? There was a fascinating stat they put up on the broadcast uh, at one point today, which showed that out of the four times England have conceded, the basically the four times England conceded the most runs under Stokes, they've ended up winning the test match. And this would be number three out of five on the list of, of most runs conceded in the first innings by England. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, because we're, we're, we're sat here in its first innings, we talk about it and like, you know, saying like, oh, hasn't this been great? Isn't this interesting? And like, the first innings sometimes doesn't seem to matter with England. You know? <laughs> like, uh, like there was also, I found a stat before the last game that I think it was three times, no, six, six times in tests under Stokes McCullum, there have been first innings leads of 100 or more. Uh, three times England had conceded that, three times they'd gained that lead and they had the exact same win percentage whether they'd conceded a lead of 100 <laughs> or got a lead of 100 so so so, so who, who yeah so 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 so, so it, it is finally poised india just ahead partly because of the toss england need to get up yeah. to 500 really to be um marginal favorites i'd say yeah if if england uh, 445 all out mm-hmm. you'd say india a favorite exactly. just 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 on that and i think yeah you're right to say right uh, right at the start that you know england is 238 runs behind that's a lot of runs um, you know, we've not seen many runs from Root this this series. Bairstow and Stokes haven't got a seriously significant score. They've, they've, they've been good signs, sure, but you think that one of those three needs to go on and get a really big one for England to even get up to 450. It's still a very, very long way to go. Yeah, it's um, just a terrific game of cricket. And if you, if you think back to the to the Ashes, a fun thing to try and do is to rank which was the best the, the best test from first last. And it's hard, it's hard to do. They were all yeah. so comparable in quality. And it's similar in in this series. 100%. I mean, it's because if you just think about all the stuff that's happened in this game already, you know, 30 for three to, you know, 300 for four to 330 for seven to, you know, 450. And now England with Duckett playing what what we've said is is, is one of the great innings. And, that, and that's only two days in. And we have, you know, who knows what could happen. In, in, in England could collapse and then it becomes a, may, maybe not, not as exciting a game. But I would, I would back it to continue being exciting because England don't quite know when they're beaten sometimes, I think. And also even the periods, obviously when England are going at sevens, that's quite fun to watch. But I found even the periods when, you know, Jarrell and Ashwin are going quite slowly. It's really absorbing because A, you know how pivotal each extra 20 runs they eek could be. But equally, because it's in contrast to what England are trying to mm-hmm. do, what you're seeing is different. The, the test match is not played on, on at one mode throughout. You are, it's, it's an undulating um, view, viewing experience. Um, and I think, I think it's a really rich viewing experience actually. And, and, and quite similar to the, to the Ashes series in that regard. For me, I, I, I think, I agree that India are, are still marginally on top, but tomorrow's first session, obviously the first hour is always important, but um at the end of the day today, I thought Siraj and Bumrah looked absolutely knackered and they mm-hmm. hadn't bowled that many overs. So, you know, India have only bowled 35 overs in the England first inning so far. Siraj has bowled 10 of them. Bumrah's bowled eight. Um, and I looked at the the forecast and temperatures in, in Rajkot. It is much, much hotter in sessions two and three. So tomorrow it starts at about 22, 23 degrees at the start of play. By the start of the second session, it's already up into 31, 32. And then by the start of the third session, 35, 36. So if you can get 
Bumrah and Siraz to be bowling spells three and four of the day. I think that makes such a difference because as well as the two of them bowl today and, you know, Siraj gets that wicket of Pope out of nowhere, really clever bit of bowling actually. Um, what, four or five consecutive short deliveries and then one slightly fuller that really swings in to clip the top of leg stump. Um, they're going to be so important tomorrow. And if England can sort of get through their first couple of spells, I think batting will be just that little bit um, less hectic against them later in the day. Um, also worth saying that there's a huge moment the last over the day. Um, Ashwin LBW appealed to duck it. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good live, given not out on the field. And DRS showed that it was actually pitching outside leg stump that neither of us thought there was even a chance of happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I guess shows that th- there is actually a fair bit in this pitch. Actually, mm. it's another excellent pitch so far yeah. uh, for both seamers and for, and for spinners. There's like batters are getting good value for for playing shots and can play long innings, but there is enough in it for the bowlers. I guess the the thing the thing that'd be interesting for India tomorrow is we've had two uh, early mornings where there's also been a new ball in mm. play, and so we're not. I guess we don't know if it's an early morning wicket or if it's a new ball wicket because I think there's there's reason to believe it could be both because of the climate uh, conditions, as you've said. And you know uh, uh, that that early in the morning you can get sort of maybe a little bit of a. I think it took, it almost feels like it bakes as the day goes mm. on and then maybe I mean, that resets a bit overnight. It's an important point. Tests in India start an uh, hour and a half, two hours earlier than they do in England. Mm. So, so yeah. There's that, that, that much that bit of time probably, left with yeah, the sun on it in 100%. the morning. So we'll see tomorrow morning. That, that'll that be, yeah, is how Boomer and Siraj go then. Because the thing is, is that if it is a new ball pitch, by the time the second new ball comes along with the right England are going at, they are going to be a long way ahead of where India were mm. at the same stage. Um, and so... Mm. That's uh, that. That's another another fact that will be at play, yeah, I guess. Hundred uh, percent. To finish off, Jeremy says hello. Loving the Test Match Daily Pod. Keep up the good work. Is anyone else playing Schrodinger's cricket with this test? If you don't look at the score, there's still a chance that England aren't forty-four for five in response to India's four forty plus. So you, so you just don't look in the box. I played well. Uh, until I got an uninvited newsflash from the BBC telling me that Duckett had made a century, then made the schoolboy error of opening the lid just a little and checking quick info. This immediately killed off Ollie Pope, a dead cat on my hands. Sorry about that. I won't look again. I promise it's the hope that kills you. Cheers, Jeremy. Um, I guess we can't really do that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> imagine. I'm not, um, I'm not looking at the score today. Uh... <laughs> you know, it'll be a dereliction of duty if we followed suit, Jeremy. Um, anyway, uh, cheers for your time, folks. Cheers, Ben. We'll be back at the same time tomorrow. Podcast Network.